Gen Leadership Podcast. No one has a gun to your head. Nothing is noble if it's done unwillingly or under compulsion. Every noble deed is voluntary. You don't have to do the right thing. You always have the option to be selfish, rude, awful, short-sighted, evil, or even stupid. In fact, sometimes there are incentives to break bad. Certainly not every criminal gets caught, but how does this line of thinking usually work out for people? What's that life like? You don't have to do the right thing, just as you don't have to do your duty. You get to, and you should want to. With that, welcome to the Next Gen Leadership Podcast, and we want to thank you for tuning in with us today. Um... This is just a special episode. The reason being it's a special episode is because we have been doing this for almost one month. And our ideas have uh, have turned in and blossomed into some great uh, messages. And I think that uh, it continues to grow from here. And and our our list keeps growing on people that want to be on the show and everything like that. So we're very grateful that you tuned in to us today. And we look forward to having you, uh, if you're a guest listening or uh, you know, somebody who wants to be on the show, we look forward to having on you very soon. Um, we look forward to having you on very soon. Jake, my words don't make sense there, did they? I think that sounded just fine. <laughs> uh, today's topic, there are 400 ways to do one thing. Find what works. I am so intrigued in this idea, especially for me as a person who does a lot in life and um, we were just joking. There's 400 ways to skin a cat, but find the one that works for you, right, Jake? But there's one way to skin a bear. <laughs> we have a buddy who believes there's only one way to skin a bear, and that story is probably for a different day. But with that, it's it's very interesting to use this in a, in a sports example. Jake, how would you use this in a sports example? Um, I mean, this can go in a lot of different directions. Um, I'm sure you've heard one specific way to swing a bat, one specific way to throw a ball, um, so on and so forth. Um, As a kinesiology and exercise science guy, um, I kind of understand the fact that all of our bodies are able to move in different ways from each other. And really just finding the most efficient way to move for you, Nolan, is going to be a little different than the most efficient way for me to move. Obviously, there's very, very basic fundamentals that everything's built upon. Um, but the way that you look may look a little bit different compared to the way I look as in terms of swinging a baseball bat or throwing a baseball. Exactly. And I think uh, it's definitely needs to be said because uh, especially the way we've evolved in the game of baseball, there is so many different ways to uh, swing a baseball bat and, and gain power from your swing. And there, there actually is a, so many different ways to throw nowadays. Um, or is there, would our, our old pitching coach say, like there's only one way to do it and he knows. Um, and uh, it's, it's just interesting to see different perspectives in that light. Like so many people are going to give you information, um, but it's your choice to go out and actually use that information uh, in the way that you find is going to be best. And especially with the game of baseball uh, and today with Instagram, social media, and YouTube and everything, every coach that you've ever had, they all have learned different things and picked up on different things. So I think the best way to do it from a baseball side of things is to take it and utilize it in your 
in your swing, but utilize it in a way that you can actually uh, take little bits and pieces of each thing and find what works and find what doesn't. Um, to this idea, uh, I want to dive into the idea that nothing or not everything is going to work for you. You know what I mean by that, Jake? I mean, yes and no. I mean, maybe backtracking a little bit, Nolan. Um, sure that we can watch these phenomenal athletes and pick bits and pieces out from each individual and each athlete, but there's so much more that goes into being successful than just purely your, your mechanics. And Nolan, maybe you can touch on this as well, but there's so much goes into like the approach. Like what are, what are you looking for? What are you not looking for? Um, are you mentally there that day? Um, what, what is your confidence level like? Um, what is your stress levels like? There's so many different aspects that go into being successful than just that one eighth portion of is my swing mechanics good today or bad today. And in a game, I almost thought like if I'm thinking about my swing mechanics or the way I'm swinging a baseball bat, I actually performed worse than I did, uh, in my, you know, like in a game than I would if I just went out and played and used what I had. Uh, I trust the process there. I didn't understand the idea of trying to do more than you're capable of when I got to an older age uh, and having success, whatever that meant uh, to me in that scenario. It, it was it was a struggle to figure that out at first. But once you do, uh, you allow yourself to open up in situations that you wouldn't, uh, you know, venture down in, and especially in the baseball world. And to your point there, Jake, to the success and the idea that uh, you have to do something a certain way to have success. I don't think there is one way to have success in the game of baseball. You look at guys who are uh, 250 pounds and absolute beasts, and you look at guys that are 170 pounds soaking wet and still can throw a baseball 92 miles an hour, but they're accurate, and they're and they're really good at uh, a certain aspect. I don't think they try to throw the baseball 100 miles an hour because they understand that there are different ways to get guys out in the game of baseball. And so I'm ranting there a little bit on the idea of what we're talking about here. But everything is unique to you, especially in this beautiful sport that we play, um, and especially translating that into the business world as well. The idea that we are able to uh, utilize the what works for us in a business setting, I think, is very, very unique, and you only learn that through the game of sports. Yeah, and this kind of analogy that I've heard a lot, and this can be translated into baseball or for the business world, um, but I would rather have a good plan or an okay plan that is executed exceptionally a lot more than this exceptional plan that is executed very poorly. And I kind of may, maybe looking at a baseball round, like I'd rather have a okay or decent swing, but know that I am locked in on every single pitch because I know that every single pitch and every single bat matters more so than deep down knowing that I have the best swing in the world. And just because I have the best swing in the world, I'm almost going to take pitches off because I know I can just get away with it and go into a business too. I'd rather have a, a plan that's an okay plan and just roll it out, but just know it from top to bottom, every single dot of that plan. And for me, I, I need to get better at that um, because even in my schoolwork, I would, you know, uh, what's the term for it? Uh, cliff note it. Cliff no. note, I got you. Yeah. No, no, no. So I would, I would cliff note things yeah. and then use that and kind of go off my ideas. Whereas now I prepare. So like looking at what I have here on my table, 
it's literally everything is prepared out. Like, this is how I'm going to do this. My list is, is like, okay, this is the topic we're talking about. And then what are my ideas behind that? And what does that mean? And go in depth. Now, my brain is as, as uh, cognitively as I can puts those pieces together for me. Uh, but I don't have to, like, write out a full paragraph for me to talk about things now. So that's unique to me. Uh, other people think about it differently, I'm sure. And, and Jake, I'm sure you think about it very differently. As in what aspect of that, Nolan? Like your ideas, when you formulate an idea, uh, the way it sticks in your brain. So let's say we're putting together a 5,000-piece uh, Lego set. And the Lego set just had to be done. You would put together that Lego set very, very differently than I would. Because we just have to get to an end goal. Neither of us are given a booklet that says this is how you're supposed to do it. All the Legos fit together. All this this puzzle fits together. But it's going to go up differently than it would for um, for you than it would for me. So this idea that we have to get to execution uh, to get to a goal can be very different for people. But to your point, getting to that goal has to be very specific. And what we were talking about earlier tonight before the podcast, like we all have to have that common goal in place to what we're trying to accomplish. For sure. I mean, I mean, I don't even remember the last time I've done Legos, so I'm sure that uh, you, would, you you're probably doing Legos last night. So we were probably in complete opposite <laughs> ways of being able to create this uh, rocket ship that would that uh, we're going to be making. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, they're they're. In my opinion, I think a lot of the times having a set in stone process is really, really important. But in this awesome game of baseball, um, as you guys know, like a lot of things can change with a snap of a finger. Um, sure, the coaching staffs, and he's going to let people know like what his plan is of who's up next, when they're going to go in. But you never know if it's going to start raining and there's a rainstorm or somebody else gets hurt where hey, let's just have a general idea, but let's just execute this to a, to an absolute T than having, okay, Nolan, you're throwing exactly 60 pitches. Next guy up is going to face only lefties. Like that is a well-thought-out plan, but if you don't execute it right, like it's, it doesn't really matter. Yep. Where there's so many different variables that go into it where, hey, if you're trying to reach this big outcome goal, yes, having a plan is important, but not stressing about every single um, crossing the T's and down the I's is really going to make that big a difference, in my opinion. Yeah, and and I use two examples, one in, in a baseball setting and one in a business setting. The baseball example I use is when we ran an infield in high school and college. Uh, both of my coaches had very specific ideas as to how the infield should be run. The third baseman does this, the shortstop does this, the second baseman throws to here, and the first baseman catches the ball. Deal. Go. That's it. And if that is run correctly, like the first time we did it, it was a shit show, like in, on Feb 1. It's like, no, 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 do it again. Like, no, and all you had to do was catch the ball. Right, right. <laughs> but then it was that idea. Like I, as a freshman, I'm like, holy shit, there's a lot going on right now. I don't know what to really think. Um, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm the first baseman. All I have to do is catch the ball. Like who cares what they do? And it goes to your point that we were talking about the other night, Jake. I can look to the left or the right of me and know that that guy's going to accomplish his job for us to do for us to make it work. So that was my first example there. Jake, do you have anything to add on that before I add to the second example? Uh, I mean, simply just do your job. I mean, we can. This can be a whole another conversation, and it's really easy to um, try to do too much or try to do the next person's job. Figure out what your job is and just execute at a high level. Is all I want to say there, Nolan. 
The second example I was going to give from a business setting is how do you adapt to a situation? So let's say you're a young professional in the work in the work world and you're trying to figure out the idea of uh, like this project and what it means and what the boss is trying to get you to do. And you start working on this Excel sheet and all of a sudden it fills out and you got a hundred different uh, quotes on there and then a hundred different pieces of, of, of the what you were thought was right. And all of a sudden they send you an email and you say, no, we actually need this. And you look back at your project and you're like, that wasn't even like what you asked in the first place. Like, why did you ask me to do that? In the, like, and you're like, this has happened to me. I'm like, oh, why? Like, why would you make me do it again? Why do I have to go back and do all my work again? But then I realized like, as my goal is to help my business advance. So it doesn't matter what they asked of me to do. If I can accomplish what they asked specifically in my brain and how I kind of wire it to then give them, okay, well, this is data that you had needed. So what I'm going to do is add to it and give you more on top of it. And I know it's not exactly what you were looking for, but I hope this helps. And I organized it in a certain way and gave it to them. And then, and it was fine. And as we had that conversation, we explained why um, that helped our process and build upon that process of, okay, well, when I send him that, I have to fully think through my idea of what it needs to be before I actually send that uh, to him to finish that project. And it helped us be more cohesive as a team and figure out our systems and develop uh, which we didn't do in the first place. And if we were to continue to do that and not communicate and, and, and struggle with the idea of like, oh, he's just doing this to piss me off or like something like that, um, that's when you run into a lot of problems, especially within a team and, and in a business setting. No, and you, you hit everything on the head there. <laughs> and I kind of this one last kind of wrapping up point though is that you do a tremendous job of finding ways to provide value. Um, even if you do something wrong, as you kind of mentioned, but you kind of just roll up your sleeves and be like, okay, this is going to help us move the needle in the right direction. Like you're going to continue to provide value for your coworkers, provide value for your other employees, for the CEO. And if you continue to provide value in a athletic setting, like, Hey, you're really good at, uh, you're, you have a lot of speed. You can provide value as a pinch runner. And if you're truly bought into being, providing value as a pinch runner, you are going to succeed even though you may only get one chance a game. So it's really buying into what your job is and then finding a way to provide value. Sometimes that's being the chart guy. And your goal is literally to mark balls and strikes, curveball, change up out of the zone, in the zone, yada, yada. But if you're able to efficiently communicate that with the coaching staff or the person in the hole or the person on deck, like you're just executing at a very high level, even though it's a very, very simple job, but you're providing value to the whole team because you're able to communicate those things to everybody. This idea of wrapping around 400 different ideas inside of value, everybody's trying to give you this content and give you exactly what they think is right. But you have to be the one to go out and make that decision on what's going to work best for you, especially as a 16 to 18 year old kid or even in the workplace, 22 to 25 in that area that you, you're not quite sure on what's going to work. You have to be very, very conscientious of, OK, this didn't work for me. Let's try something new or OK, this this isn't exactly how I thought it would be. Let's try something different. You have the capability and the and the and the what's the word? You have the you have the ability to go out 
and literally just do whatever you want. And if it fails, at the end of the day, you're still young and you still have a ton of opportunity to continue on with that, which I think is very, very unique. Um, your time is not necessarily limited uh, to the decisions that you make and the, and the ideas that you have uh, in you know college. It can go well beyond that. Do um, you have anything to add? Otherwise, I'm going to give another example of that. Um, is it all right if I give an example of yeah, providing ahead. value, Nolan? Go, go ahead. So you, I think you and I had this conversation about a week ago when we were kind of talking about customer service and providing value to someone. And I asked you the question, can you think of some place that you always go to and you'll continue to go to, but you never recommend someone else to go to? And I don't remember what that answer was. Mm -hmm. Then I had the follow-up question was, think of another place that you always go to that provide you value, but but you always tell someone else about this exceptional service that you're able to bring. And they're, they're two totally different places. And I can tell you somewhere that I go on a weekly basis that just fits my schedule. It, I, it is worth the money that I pay. Um, they provide an okay value. But I'm never going to tell anyone else about this service because it's not that exceptional. Um, but then I can think of a many, many other places where I am raving fans of this place. They provide exceptional service. They provide me a true value. And they're going to get more customers and more revenue because me, as the consumer of the word of mouth, is just going to tell more and more and more people. Uh, I mean, that's just a business example. But just finding different ways to, to uh, provide value to people. Um, and Nolan, I don't know if you wanted to add on to that business example as well. Well, mine was more towards the college side of things. Like, I knew that my time was short at, at Hamlin, right? I'm saying that you have a lot of time to create. Well, I only was given four years in college. But the impact that I had on so many people is what I did last night. Uh, I made this video of, like, everybody who's kind of stuck inside. My teammates in California, Texas, uh, Canada, all over the place, like, all over the country. And I brought them all together in one video. And that, like, to me, made an impact on so many different lives. Like, I got probably 20 texts today from guys that weren't in the video that were like, damn, I wish I would have gotten you that video that I, <laughs> that you asked for. It was 10 seconds, but like that great job on the video. And I didn't do it because I wanted like comments and like, you know, a bunch of gratitude from other people, but it really did. Like it showed me how much of an impact it made on their, them. And like, they were like, wow, it's like reliving the memories and eight years of guys in that video all the way from uh, class of 2016, actually 2013, all the way up till 2022, you know, the age range of all that and the team that we built around that and the culture and everything like that. So uh, even though I was only in college for four years, the idea that like college is over for me, yeah, I can't like, I got to close the yearbook and move on. But the impact that I made on that university, I can still have moving forward and, 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 and kind of spread the messages that I learned there in the four years. Well, first off, Nolan, thank you again for spending the time to make that awesome video. Thank you. And I think it's, once again, it's just those little things that really make the difference in people's lives. I really do think it's the little things that go from providing okay to providing exceptional service yet again. But then also you have failed so many times in your life that when you were to create this video that's going to go out to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, you weren't scared of that failure, what are other people going to think? Because you've already gone through that and learned through all these college experiences that it is okay to fail, that it is okay 
Um, I should say it's not okay to care about what other people think and that you can really do whatever you decide to do once you find that desire, passion, or that why. Or sometimes, hey, maybe you do something, you figure out that it, that, that it isn't your why. Um, but you've done a really good job of, one, just being creative, but then also, two, just trying to touch people in many of ways and not care about uh, what other people may think of this awesome video that you, that you made. And, and that's my hope for you guys is that you receive something or you do something for somebody else that makes an impact on their lives. No matter what way you choose to, to skin a cat or uh, throw a baseball or hit a baseball or choosing a job and what decisions and projects you make, try to make an impact on other people's lives. I can guarantee you, you are going to feel so much better about the work and you're going to feel so much more rich and enriched in your own self that it's going to uh, just give off so much good like aura and and just emotion and everything that that's going to come back to you so trust that process and we'll finish up with that point right there trust this process that whatever you choose to do in whatever way you choose to do it is going to be right and if you look back on it and you have regrets that's okay those things are okay to have especially in your own life those what those are what shape you and make you who you are nobody else can tell you to do that and Nolan, I mean, sure, we want to provide value, but sometimes it's as simple as just not forgetting to say your please and your thank yous, smiling at someone, and just simply making really good eye contact. Like those four things are going to take you a long ways in your life, and I would say shaking hands because that's something <laughs> that I just humanly do, and Nolan makes fun of me now for trying to do it. Um, but I'm still someone that even after this quarantine and different conversation, but I am still going to want to shake people's hands. Yep. But anyway, those five things, like even if you don't know how to provide value right now, like those five things are a tremendous start and the rest will come if you just are willing to be open and struggle to find success. And with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Next Gen Leadership Podcast. Um, first time doing this, but obviously I just want to be very, very thankful and very grateful for everyone that is tuning in and listening to this podcast. Um, obviously, these are just perspectives from Nolan and I, um, but we have had really good experiences through our high school, through our college, and through our young professional careers. Like we just want to help everyone set themselves up for success. Um, also, thank you to Ryan Gick for listening to the podcast. We love you, Gick. Keep listening, man. We love you. With that, have a great rest of your night.